Well, if you'd turn with me to Psalm 37, we're continuing Psalm 37. We're going to read verses 16 through 20. This is God's inerrant, sufficient word. We'll be reading verses 16 through 20. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty, but the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. Father, we believe this. This is your word. Help us to delight in your word, to understand it, and to rejoice in it now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to begin this, this meditation uh, just reminding us, emphasizing why it is so important that we realize and remember the differences that we've been talking about the last uh, number of months between the wicked and the righteous. Differences in character, uh, differences in uh, their, the, the state of both groups uh, now and in, the, in eternity. So first, one reason I think we need to emphasize this, we need to keep in mind the distinctions, uh, because the enemy often tries to blur this. The enemy wants to cause fear among us in the saints and confusion. And I was just reading, and it was emphasized a number of times, I've noticed, in uh, the Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. It's one of his devices to confuse us, to mix it up, to help us not see the distinction here. He wants to uh, confuse us. So he tries to tempt us to edge toward being like the wicked, to envy them. And especially if they appear to be wealthy and successful, things are going well for them, it seems. You know, think of Bill Gates. He was in the news this week. He's, most weeks he is, but he's really wealthy, right? He's the sixth richest guy, I think, something like that. But his marriage ended last week, and his wealth won't last. He's limited. He's limited by the Almighty God, the Sovereign God. He can't control the world like he wants to, and he really wants to. He tries to use his money to do that. His support of murder, like Warren Buffett, will eventually eat at him, eat at them. They will have no peace, and their support of the wicked will eat at them forever unless they repent by God's grace. So verse 17 of this passage says, the power of the wicked will be broken. This is a promise. We should bank on this promise. The power of the wicked will be broken, and we need to believe this. We, we may not see it now, I know. But it will occur, and their wealth will go to the righteous. It will go to the family of God. And it's only a matter of time, which, by the way, our sovereign God is in control of. He controls all time. And far better, it says in verse 16, far better is the comparatively little wealth that the righteous have, although in relation to the current world and even the past 6,000 years, we, brothers and sisters, are very wealthy people. And again, we have the sure promise of God. The promises of God that are worth more than all the wealth of the earth. We have an, and we have an eternal inheritance. So we must walk on this earth knowing these things, remembering these things, and acting by faith in this. That 
The power of the wicked will be broken. We must act like that. Pray like that. But that the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord holds us up. Praise God. He carries us in his arms. He watches over us. He comforts us. Uh, he relates with us. And he gives us a future and a hope. And joy forever. All of that in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Psalm 68. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. And here's some other blessings. Here's some, a few other benefits of being in the Lord Jesus Christ. Of being a saint of being righteous by the imputed righteousness of Christ. Verse 18 says, the blameless spend their days under the Lord's care. The blameless spend their days, the days of their lives, under the Lord's care. And their inheritance after this life will endure forever. So the blameless or the upright, those in Christ, will on earth be under the Lord's care and have an everlasting inheritance. I like Ecclesiastes 5.20. This comes to mind every once in a while. In the New King James Version, it says, for he, this person who dwells with Christ, will not dwell unduly on the days of his life, as he's looking back, he will not dwell unduly on them, because God keeps him occupied, or keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. He's too busy being joyful. The version I memorized it in says, he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. That's a good occupation. You're too joyful at the end of your life, you just rejoice. You could have had a hard life. So what a way to spend our days on earth, under the care of the most loving master, the one who gave his life for you, for us who loves you with an everlasting love. So here's another blessing, verse 19. It says, in times of disaster, in times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. There is a distinction. Disaster comes, yes. Hard times come. National judgment may come, or we're already in it. But the righteous have a way to not wither, it says, to not be shaken, to not succumb to fear or to panic, fear of famine or lockdowns or tyrannical governments. The righteous person is not afraid of evil tidings. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. That's Psalm 112. They're not afraid of bad news. Their heart is firm. It's fixed. They trust in the Lord Jesus. Their lives then can be occupied with joy and with hope in this life, but not the wicked. That's not for them. Not those who trust in man not those who trust in themselves or in their own efforts, their own wealth. Read Psalm 34. I won't read that this morning, but it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yes, the righteous have afflictions. Many are they sometimes, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. It says, evil shall slay the wicked in Psalm 34. In other words, they are slain by their own wickedness. Evil shall slay the wicked, but those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. There is no condemnation in Jesus. But the wicked will perish, it says. They will be condemned. Verse 20 says, though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. So even if you looked out 
at a field full of flowers. You couldn't even count them all. And that maybe, you know, the Lord's enemies seem like they are that many. They will be consumed. Our Lord is a consuming fire. So in other words, they will go up in smoke and you won't see them anymore. Smoke will be dissipated. They won't be remembered. That is also a promise in scripture. Psalm 34, 16 says, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil because he opposes the proud to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. They will not be rem remembered. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett will be a blip in history and will be forgotten or at least despised, I believe. So keep these distinctions clear, brothers and sisters. We are so blessed in the Lord Jesus. We have so many benefits in him. And envy or covetousness or a complaining spirit are so unnecessary and so hurtful for us that it should not even be part of, part of what we say, what we are. And this table, this table shows us, it points out the greatest blessing, the indescribable gift we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no condemnation in him. We have eternal life in him. He came that we might have life and have it abundantly. So another continual blessing is communion with him, communion with the Lord who made us and who loves us. So let's receive these reminders of his grace now, uh, these reminders of the cost of our redemption with thanks for his abundant blessings. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we do give thanks for the many blessings that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do ask for forgiveness for forgetting these too often, for not praising you more often for these. And we thank you for the promises that you have given to your people, blessings now and an eternal inheritance, while the wicked will be condemned. They will be cut off, but we will not wither. Lord, thank you that we can spend our days under your care. What a glorious thought that you daily load us with benefits because we have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, may we partake now of this communion with you with thanksgiving for the glory of the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen.